A farmer's time is valuable. That's why Blaine's Farm and Fleet has made shopping for your must-haves quick and easy. Simply order online at farmandfleet.com and pick up your items in just one hour in their convenient drive-thru. Or try Farm and Fleet's same-day local delivery option. Hey, good morning to you. Happy Monday. It is September 30th, 2019. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin filling in for Pam Yonke. We are on the eve of World Dairy Expo, and we're going to kick things off in just a few moments with a story from our good friend Bob Bolsold up in Eau Claire. He spoke with the Dunn County Dairy Judging Team. They're going to be the Wisconsin representatives at the World Dairy Expo in the judging competition, and they are hoping to win a trip overseas to compete if they win at Expo, and Expo kicks off tomorrow and Runs all the way through this upcoming Saturday. Going back to this weekend, I hope you had a good one. I was out uh, tailgating, supporting the Badgers on Saturday after their big win over Northwestern. And then I actually headed over to Milwaukee to World Beef Expo, as I announced, uh, along with Jeff Swenson of DatCap, the Supreme Champion Drive for the Cow-Calf Combo, the Heifer, and then the Bowl Champion. So that was a lot of fun. Posted some pictures of that on our Facebook page. That's fabulousfarmbabe.net. And before we go any further, you know the fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke, but we want to meet all the fabulous farm babies out there. So... Proud moms, dads, aunts, uncles, grandmas, and grandpas, listen up, listen very closely. We will send you a fabulous farm baby farm report bib completely free of charge thanks to our friends at Quick Trip as they support Wisconsin agriculture. So head to our website, MidwestFarmReport.com, sign up for the free bib. We will send you the bib. You snap a pic of your baby wearing that bib. Email it to us, and we will post it on our website and social media. And the best part is not only do you get a free baby bib, but you also get a coupon that is redeemable at any Quick Trip location for a free gallon of milk. So, again, that's made possible by Quick Trip. Sign up on our website. We send you a free bib, and you send us back a pic of your fabulous farm baby. Bob Bolsold is up in just a few moments with his Dunn County Dairy Judging Team story as they gear up for World Dairy Expo. Visit us online, MidwestFarmReport.com. And for the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. No one works harder to help you achieve your goals and expand your possibilities. We know how challenging and rewarding farming and this way of life can be. You won't find financial experts with more ag knowledge and deeper rural roots. No one enjoys seeing you succeed more than we do. Because we're more than financial experts. We're your neighbors. Count on us to be a financial partner dedicated to and active in the community. Because it's our community, too. At Compere Financial, we don't just champion this way of life. We live it. That's why we have such passion for helping the ag and rural community make dreams come true. So whether you're just starting out or on your way to building a legacy, we're here for you. As proud partners of the pork industry, we join you in celebrating National Pork Month in October. Learn more at Compeer.com. Trademarks of Compeer Financial, an equal credit opportunity lender. Collect tools for Dairy's Progress in Madison, Wisconsin, October 1st through 5th at World Dairy Expo. Continuing a 53-year tradition, the global dairy industry will once again meet at the Alliant Energy Center, where the finest dairy cattle and dairy trade show in North America are on display. Virtual farm tours, expo seminars, youth contests, and social activities throughout the week make Expo an ideal location for learning and networking. Visit WorldDairyExpo.com to start planning your trip today. We'll see you October 1st through the 5th. 
Josh Gramlin here on the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison. And I'm feeling some kind of way, some kind of excitement this week that I haven't felt in a long time because, as many of you know, I'm a native Michigander, and this is going to be my first go-around with World Dairy Expo. The event kicks off tomorrow at the Alliant Energy Center right here in Madison where I'm located. And uh, there's so much going on, and there's so many things that, that I that I have questions about. And Scott, our good friend Bob Bolsold up there at the northern end of the world's longest barn, uh, got some information for all of us about the dairy judging team out of Dunn County. That's right, Josh. This is Scott Schultz on the northern end of the world's longest barn. That dairy judging team is pretty special because it's representing the entire state of Wisconsin at the 4-H Dairy Judging Contest at World Dairy Expo. You know, World Dairy Expo kicks off uh, on Tuesday, and everything really starts on Monday, though, with that dairy judging. Bob caught up with that dairy judging team that hopes again to win the national contest and move on even to the world contest. He talked with the dairy judging team members and Fritz Allum, who works with that dairy judging team. I personally started judging when I was nine, and I did a bunch of contests with my grandpa, Don Meyer, and my mom judged me. And then me, Ben, Abby, and Hannah have been a team for... Four years now, probably. Do you have a captain? How does this all work as far as the actual competition? Well, we generally go to district first, and then we go one step at a time, and then state. We've been to state the last three years, so this year we finally got it done there. So you won state this year. How close did you come the three years before that? Last year we were fifth as a team, which was pretty good out of about 12 teams. The year before that, I think we were seventh, so we were stepping up the ladder. How do you practice? Out of a book? Do you go to farms? What's the combination of success for you? Usually you want to start with a a book and identify all the parts of a cow, and then when you're older you just go to the farm anywhere in our area, I guess, is where we go. And you just start judging, and you do a couple classes, and then talk it over with the coaches on uh, oral reasons, or if you're younger, you do a little group session thing. Do you each have your specialty as far as uh, age groups or types of cattle? With your grandpa, Donnie Meyer, I would think uh, you should uh, have a handle on Holsteins. Me and Ben are pretty much Holstein boys, and Abby's kind of a Jersey girl, so it kind of goes with what you're born or raised on. How does this work as far as the contest itself now? Is it individuals or do they add up team score do they take three out of four how does it actually work they do have individual scores they'll place the top 10 and give them awards and then they'll do top 10 on each reasons breed and then then they add up all the teams total and take your team's best three for the uh, grand finale are you nervous a little bit but coach always tells us to be confident and cool so we know what we're doing. boy. All right, that's Fritz Allen. Ben Steyer is also with us. And, uh, Ben, you guys have been in that state contest for three years. But uh, before that, you had a pretty good team here. you got some big shoes to, fall, to fill, don't you? Yeah, the team from Dunn County in 2015 won the state contest, and then they went on to also win the World Dairy Expo contest. And that team was Ben and Luke Powers, my older sister Krista Steyer, my older sister Krista Steyer, and then Brooke Brantner. So we definitely have big shoes to fill going to World Dairy Expo. Does that give you a little more inspiration or a little more uh, fire to want to do as well as they did? 
Yeah, I think so. It's also a little more intimidating, but <laughs> it definitely is more inspirational that it is possible to go down there and win it. So tell me about the actual contest at World Dairy Expo. What's it all about? Because, you know, one thing you got don't have to worry about are any tail-enders at World Dairy Expo. They're all going to be good. But how many classes, what types of classes will you be judging? So at World Dairy Expo, there will be ten classes, five breeds represented, and then for each breed, there will be a heifer class and a cow class. And then for the cow classes, we'll write up and give a set of oral reasons for each of those five classes. So for those that uh, don't know what we're talking about as far as oral reasons, what are oral reasons and what do you do? So for oral reasons, we take notes on the cows while we judge them. And then later, at the end of the day, after the contest is over, we present to judges. We'll memorize our reasons for about 15 to 20 minutes and then go and present them. So it consists of you comparing cow one over cow two and then so on and so forth and granting back something about each cow. Is there interaction with the judges? Will they ask you questions, or is it strictly your oral presentation they will judge you on? They judge us on the oral presentation, but then at the end they might ask us a couple questions if we didn't include something in our reasons, and they just want to check that we saw the cows correctly. So where does your strength lie? Oral reason? Because some are very good at oral reason, some are good at, at the actual linear score of the cows. Where's your, where's your strength? I believe my strength is in oral reasons, depending on the day. We've had a lot of practice with oral reasons with Scott and Jim, our coaches. Uh, so I, I think I'm fairly decent at oral reasons, depending on the day. But hopefully I can see the cows right down there, too. What uh, the competition you guys have, have had before, how tough is this compared to maybe some of the other competitions? Granted, you haven't done this yet, but uh, you've been there before. So the World Dairy Expo will be our toughest competition, I believe, by far. We do come from a pretty tough district and definitely a tough state being in Wisconsin. That being said, it's the World Dairy Expo. There will be teams from across the nation, so we definitely have a lot of competition going down there. And if you do win this? If we do win, we get to go on a trip to Europe and judge over across seas. Now, for the competition down in Madison, do you have sponsors, or is this pretty much... Uh, the county sponsors you and you kind of go it on your own? As of now, we don't really have any sponsors. We do have some money in our Dunn County Dairy Judging Fund, and that's been sufficient for us so far. If you win, you will be <laughs> knocking on doors for some sponsors to take you to Europe. Yeah, we might be. <laughs> good luck. Thank you. All right, and uh, of course, you should have uh, a good background in oral reasons. You were a state FFA speaking contest winner this past year. You're a sophomore. Where year are you? I'm just starting my senior year. <laughs> oh, you're older than you look. You're growing up fast. So, but you're a state FFA speaking champion. Does that give you confidence to uh, present those oral reasons? I'd like to say so. It has helped me a lot speaking in FFA and 4-H, so hopefully that can help me when it comes to the oral reason presentation. Being a senior, what do you want to do after high school? I'd like to run for state FFA office and see where that takes me, and then probably a four-year university coming back to the farm probably eventually. There's not anything for you to do on that farm, is there? <laughs> There's plenty for me to do. Alpha Lawn Farms, of course. Uh, Fritz, what about you? What uh, what year are you in school? What do you want to do after high school? Um, I'm a senior at Bloomer High School, and I'm going to CVDC to do the welding course and the animal science. All right, very good. Now let's talk to the third member of the team that's with us. That's Abby Powers, and you have to feel special pressure. You had two siblings on that previous winning Dunn County team at World Area Expo. 
Well, yeah, it certainly makes it exciting. I mean, and my older brothers are willing to help me out, uh, help me with my regions every day. So I'm certainly grateful that they help me out and they know what they're doing and they've been down there, so they know what to expect. Ben and Fritz are, are close to dairy cattle on an everyday basis uh, at Alpha Lawn and, and Donnie Myers uh, registered Holsteins, but uh, you're not milking cows at home. Your dad obviously is in the business, so how did you get the exposure to the cattle the way you have to be such a good dairy judge, Abby? Well, my neighbor across the road, Todd Quilling, he let me come over to his place every night after the state contest and judge just about every single cow in his barn. And then once I got through his barn, uh, I went to Elphalon a lot with Ben and we worked out together a lot with uh, my dad and my older brother, Ben. So that's kind of where I have started. Now we get to World Dairy Expo, 10 classes, as Ben said, five heifers, five cow classes. How do you judge heifers? How do you judge cows? Where do you start and what do you look for? For cows, you certainly, you got to start with the udder. You got to make sure that they have a good udder. And then I usually go to dairiness and feet and legs. You got to have structure. Structure is key. And now, when you say dairiness, I mean, isn't that the udder? Uh, dairiness is more like femininity. So they have to look pretty. They have to look it. And that's how I look at it. And uh, the heifers? Uh, heifers, I, personally, I think structure is key. I got to have a good set of feet and legs. They got to be mobile. And along with that femininity, they got to look it, they got to look pretty. Now, I'm not a dairy judge, but when I go to a place like Expo and watch them place heifers, it always seems like it's always the tallest heifers that's the top of the class. Is that the way you look at them? The tallest ones have an advantage? Well, personally, no, and my coaches know it. I'm not, I don't always look at it as the biggest one wins. I mean, I like the nice, correct heifer that's got good feet and legs. That's the way I look at it. You nervous for this contest? Uh, nervous, excited. I'm certainly very excited to go down to Expo. How many teams will there be? Well, I know we won't have 50 state teams there, but how many do you know at this point? How many will be there? I'm not certainly sure, but I think it's up there around maybe 20. And uh, again, the uh, judging, the oral reasons, what's the easiest for you? Judging the cattle or the oral reasons? Well, it's a combination. I like them both a lot, but I've certainly, after the state competition, I kind of decided that I really needed to step it up and get working on my reasons a lot, so that's what I have been doing. And I would like to say my strong suit is now the reasons more, but I feel like I'm pretty equal, but I certainly need to step it up and make sure we get the job done. Well, I know you'll get the job done. The Dunn County Senior Dairy Judging Team, what year are you in school, Abby? I'm a junior. So you got another year left? Yep. Got an idea what you want to do in the future? You don't want to trim hose with your brothers, do you? <laughs> no, I'd like to maybe just see, hopefully get a job on a large dairy and just kind of go from there. Good luck. Thank you. All right, they're representing Wisconsin at World Dairy Expo, the Dunn County Senior Dairy Judging Team. Abby Powers, Ben Steyer, Fritz Allum, and Marie Hazy. They'll be at World Dairy Expo, and hopefully from there, they're going to Europe. Hi, Bob Bosold. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message 
that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Welcome to the Middleton Farmers Cooperative, powered locally since 1928. Your cooperative, serving the community with two Senex convenience stores, Do It Best Hardware Center, Feed Mill offering Vita Plus products, Agronomy Center, and Blue Dolphin Car Washes. Become a member today. Visit us on Pleasant View Road or University Avenue in Middleton or online at middletoncoop.com. Be our neighbor. Become a member. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative. Your cooperative. Stop by the Do It Best Center in Middleton and check out Grandpa Ray's Outdoor Products for nutrition and food plots that are natural and innovative. Also, check out Wags Hunting Scents for the freshest whitetail scents on the market. Wags keeps it simple. Be our neighbor. Become a member. The Middleton Farmers Cooperative. Your cooperative. It's Josh Gramlin for the Midwest Farm Report, and normally this would be the time in the show where I would connect with ag meteorologist Stu Muck live via Skype, but Stu is out today, so I'm going to be doing my best to fill in with the weather. Taking a look at the radar, it looks as though right now the southern part of the state is dry for the most part. There's a few blotches here and there, but uh, for the most part, as I said, southern part of Wisconsin is looking nice and dry. Looks as though some pretty severe rain in the northern part of the state, especially around Ashland, Iron, and Bayfield County. And then even Wausau is looking like it's getting a little rain this morning. As for current conditions around the state right now in Eau Claire, it's cloudy and 60 in La Crosse, 64 and cloudy in Green Bay. You guessed it, cloudy and 59. Wausau, cloudy and 54, but there is a 50% chance of rain later in the day around 8 a.m. In Oshkosh right now, it's cloudy and 60. In Mauston, it's cloudy and 60. In Whitewater, there is fog right now, so be careful out there in 63. In Shano, 58 and cloudy. And right now in Madison, it is 62 and foggy. Now, I told you just a little bit ago that this past weekend I made the trek out to Milwaukee and on the state fairgrounds, the World Beef Expo was taking place. The event is in its 27th year and the kind folks at the expo were nice enough to ask me to come out and help co-announce the Supreme Champion Drive. I posted some pictures and videos to our Facebook page. That's Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. But I had a lot of people asking about the results, so I posted the results on our Facebook page as well. But I just wanted to read them here on the air so that everybody could hear. So congratulations to the Supreme Drive winners at World Beef Expo. The cow-calf pair winning breed was Angus. The exhibitor, Macy Carroll of Mount Carroll, Illinois. The cow was JK Black Cap E743. The calf, JC Black Cap 925. And the farm, JC Cattle. Champion bull was the Hereford. Exhibitor, Cade and Kendall Boatman of Rockford, Illinois and Thedford, Nebraska. The bull named TK Perks Cadillac 8039ET and the farm was Perks Ranch in Rockford, Illinois and Hoffman Ranch, as I said, in Thedford, Nebraska. Supreme champion heifer was the Simmental. Exhibitor Tucker Bayer and Dallas Wise of Ringle, Wisconsin. Heifer name was J6 Wise Miss Coco 16F and the sire Relentless 32C. And then I was not there yesterday, but I was looking through the results of their junior show and the Prospect Steer junior show results. Grand champion Prospect Steer Ryan Cutler of Tremont, Minnesota. Reserve Grand champion Prospect Steer 
Tyson Gillespie of Tulin, Illinois. Market Steer Junior Show Results, Grand Champion Market Steer Grace Voss of Dexter, Iowa. Reserve Grand Champion Market Steer Cole Van Meter of Monin, Indiana. Angus Junior Show Results, the Grand Champion Angus Heifer was Tucker Bayer of Ringle, Wisconsin. And Reserve Grand Champion Angus Heifer was Renee Locke of Avon, Illinois. Grand Champion Red Angus Heifer, Kylie Garner of Almond, Wisconsin. Reserve Grand Champion Red Angus Heifer, Nikki Adolph of Mount Carroll, Illinois. Commercial Junior Show Results, the Grand Champion Commercial Heifer, Lily Jensen of Wapaka, Wisconsin. And Reserve Grand Champion Commercial Heifer was Carly Kirkpatrick of Avila, Indiana. Starting to wind down with these World Beef Expo Junior Show results. Grand Champion Simmental Heifer Tucker Bayer of Ringle, Wisconsin. In baseball, these are the moments that bring us to our feet. But the most important moment happens when we all stand together. United for a great cause. We once again join our partners Stand Up to Cancer in reaffirming a commitment to the fight against cancer. Since 2008, Major League Baseball, its fans, players, and coaches have delivered a powerful, determined message that we, together, will defeat cancer. I'm Matt Damon. I'm Candace Patton. Joe Manganiello. Jordana Brewster. Zachary Levi. I'm Uzo Aduba. Cancer has in some way touched all of us. So join Major League Baseball and stand up to cancer as we stand in honor of all loved ones affected by this disease. Visit standuptocancer.org slash MLB. Stand up with us. Someday, everyone will have an energy-efficient tankless water heater and an endless supply of hot water. Benjamin Plumbing is now an A-certified dealer of Renai Tankless Water Heaters, the number one selling tankless water heater in North America. Renai tankless water heaters are up to 40% more efficient and provide endless hot water. Stop wasting tons of energy keeping 40, 50, even 75 gallons of water hot all day and night with your old water heater. Call Benjamin Plumbing today and learn more about the new state-of-the-art energy-efficient Renai tankless water heaters, including a factory-extended warranty. Go tankless. Endless hot water for your home with a new Renai water heater from Benjamin Plumbing. Hi, Dale Benjamin with Benjamin Plumbing. When we say your plumbing problem is fixed, we mean it. No excuses. The Wisconsin Football Roundtable. Contact Benjamin Plumbing at BenjaminPlumbing.com. Now you've got a friend in the plumbing business. Benjamin Plumbing. Are you ready for the next generation of body sculpting? A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Current body shaping devices have addressed unwanted stubborn fat and skin laxity. But what if we want more muscle strength and toning? MSculpt is our new body sculpting device at Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie that uses high-intensity electromagnetic contractions with a 30-minute treatment described as equivalent to 20,000 crunches. MSculpt is approved for abdomen, arms, thighs, and calves. And it's also the world's first non-invasive butt toning and lifting procedure. MSculpt is a safe, effective addition to any workout program. The possibilities are endless. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. 
Silver and gold shining forever. Diamonds and other exotic gemstones, some mined right here in the United States. Great prices, a helpful staff. Where can you find all of this? I'm telling you, Goodman's Jewelers. They've been in business for 85 years because they know how to treat their customers right. They've been a part of a lot of love stories in those 85 years, from engagement rings to wedding bands to necklaces, brooches. They even have officially licensed NCAA Bucky Badger. UW Jewelry. And if you've got a graduate who's maybe heading to UW, you may want to stop by Goodman's Jewelers to pick up that perfect gift. And they've got a gift for every occasion and someone to guide you along the way. Back in the day when I used to hear jewelry store, I thought there's nothing in there that I can afford. Stop in and talk to John and his staff and find out just how wrong we are. They've got some beautiful pieces at all price points. Their website, Goodman'sJewelers.com. Their location, 220 State Street. Same spot for those 85 years. Hi, I'm Dr. Regina Benjamin, U.S. Surgeon General. As a family doctor, I've seen the terrible impact of a premature birth. Losing a baby is one of the hardest things a family can go through. As Surgeon General, I see the toll that premature births have on our nation. It can cause lifelong disabilities. It is the leading cause of death in newborns. And our country has one of the highest rates of preterm birth in the world. We must do better. Hospitals need to ensure that babies are delivered early, only when medically necessary. We need research to find the causes of premature birth and research to find new ways to prevent it. Couples need to learn the risk of premature birth and what they can do to have a full-term baby, such as getting a preconception checkup. Remember, 40 weeks is a full-term pregnancy, and every week of pregnancy counts. Let's work together for stronger, healthier babies. RJ, I, look, there, there's degrees of letdown, and look, I suppose you have to put it in play because they were roughly the same amount of favorite um, last year, and they lost at home to BYU, and I think Northwestern's a better program than BYU, so I, I guess you could consider a letdown as a loss. I'm more thinking of letdown tomorrow as in the emotion of last week and the win against Michigan. <laughs> Easy. Um, that they, they, they just come out slow and lethargic and they just, the talent wins out, but they win an uninspired, you know, like a 24, 17, you know, or 20 to 10 type game. They just go through the motions to win. That to me would be the definition of a letdown. What yeah. say you, um, you know, after uh, we talked about a Monday, historically weird stuff happens in this matchup. Yeah. Um, bad juju. And, you know, I've, I've spent most of the, most of the week thinking about that, looking at things, uh, only big 10 opponent, Jonathan Taylor's faced. He hasn't rushed for a hundred yards against 80 is freshman year 46 last year. And that abomination uh, of a game. Um, but I've been going back and forth. And then this morning I saw from, uh, UW football's Twitter account, the, uh, phase four or phase like op, whatever it says, but then it says remember, and it's Chris Orr getting interviewed about if he remembers last year's game versus Northwestern, and he looks at the guy who asked the question, who's off camera, and just dead stare right at him. Hell yeah, and like Hell yeah. like went into like you remember that, and you you bring it into the game and blah. Like I, I've seen so many people say this. Chris Orr could take a compliment as a slight and turn it into, like, it. just kicking ass on game day. And uh, 
I, I'm, I'm liking where everything is defensively with this team, even with your two starting safeties coming out. You got a, uh, what, that Houston grad transfer who's going to be playing um, that, I mean, he did well at Houston. I don't see why he can't do well here. Um, and it's only yeah. a half. Just right. so, I mean, it's I one and half. And it, look, yeah. it's a big deal. I mean, you could still, you know, a half can decide a game. But just so people are aware, because I saw a lot of people on Twitter freaking out, RJ, after the game on Saturday against Michigan, it's only the half yep. that they lose these one guys half. For. And, you know, with this defense, the pressure they've been putting on people, uh, Hunter Johnson has completed 33 total passes for like 55%. Uh, offensively, Northwestern just hasn't had it. We saw them play uh, what we thought was a hard-fought battle against Stanford. Then we found Stanford is an absolute fraud of a football <laughs> team. <laughs> um, That's what – and I'm glad nerds. you brought that up, RJ, because I, you're always worried about Northwestern because of the bizarreness of this rivalry and how some of these games have played. But after watching Northwestern be so inept against Stanford, I'm like, ah, it's Stanford. It's in Palo Alto. They're they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Stanford is so bad this not, year. Yeah. I mean, they are so bad, and they made Northwestern look bad. I don't know how Wisconsin doesn't truck Northwestern tomorrow based on right. that. And the one thing you can say is uh, you look on the opposite side of the ball, Northwestern's defense, their front seven is probably as good as some of the ones in in, in the Big Ten. Uh, their problem is they're replacing three of four starters in the secondary, and I don't think they've quite figured that out yet. So um, I'm liking the balance we've now seen with Wisconsin in terms of the pass and run. Uh, I think Wisconsin can exploit that defensive secondary of Northwestern for the first time in a couple of years. Uh, you still have a linebacking core from Northwestern where I think you know, they can apply pressure uh, if this O-line finally decides to not be an O-line. But that doesn't seem like it's going to happen. I think one thing Wisconsin might focus on is getting Jonathan Taylor to that 100 yards. So then out of, I think, 13 out of – or 13 – or 12 out of the 13 Big Ten teams – He'll have 100 yards against. Then in two weeks, he'll face Michigan State for the first time. Um, and hopefully, I think first time, maybe not. Let's go with it. RJ, it just always sounds, it. you got to just pretend like you own <laughs> it. Ever, yeah. You know, we do this show just for four hours. You know how much we talk a week? I can't fact check every single thing. You just, you own it and you go with it, RJ. <laughs> we Nobody would have questioned you. Just go with it. <laughs> if we were to fact check everything we say, like Joe said. That's a, that's a whole days, show in we'll itself. We'll have to cancel Bill Michaels. <laughs> This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. 535 now on a Monday morning. It's going to be a busy day. Exhibitors set up hits full force today out at World Dairy Expo. Hope to see you later this week. We'll be out there broadcasting Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. You can follow our website to find out exactly where we'll be located and what uh, broadcast partners we're working with this year. Again, just go to MidwestFarmReport.com. You'll see the World Dairy Expo tab there. I'm Pam Yonke. Now, from the Landmark Services Cooperative Agri-News Desk, here's what's happening on a Monday. Did you know on this day back in 1859, Abraham Lincoln spoke at the Wisconsin State Fair? Yeah, in his speech, he connected agriculture to education. He said every blade of grass is a study, and to produce two where there was but one is both a profit and a pleasure. 
How about that? Lincoln last visited Wisconsin in 1861 after he won the presidential election. So he was around the state. I didn't know that. Also on this date back in 1960, premiere of the Flintstones. How about that? And now you know. Well, what we found out last week is that the federal government is sending out yet more payments to farmers that struggle with Mother Nature. The prevent plant situation hit more than 17 million acres across the United States this year. A lot of those acres right here in Wisconsin. Lucas Conmey is a crop insurance provider with Compure Financial that's been watching the top-up movement from USDA last week, where they are going to top up crop insurance payments to those insured farmers that didn't get anything planted. Lucas, what do we know so far about these top-up payments? I'm going to speak for myself, maybe not necessarily for computer when I say this, but I was always concerned about, you know, if there's $3 billion to cover all the disasters um, that have happened in the last couple of years, the fires, the flooding in Nebraska, the bins collapsing, hurricanes, you know, there was a lot of stuff that happened. And so to get prevent plant kind of lumped into that bucket always had us concerned. But um, as the information has come out now, it, it seems like they think the money's there and, and they're going to uh, administer these pop-up their top-up payments um, to producers who had prevent plant acres in 2019. Right. Now, how is that going to impact growers? I mean, there's some folks that are going to say, wait a minute, I had nothing planted in May, I still got nothing planted, but I want to plant wheat. And then there's going to be folks say, well, I, I planted, but I'm not going to get a crop. How can you, can you paint it as clearly as you've got it, Lucas, on how this program is going to impact those unique scenarios? Yep. So I'll try to address those um, in order. So the if you didn't plant anything, you claim to prevent plant on your crop insurance policy this spring, but then you're going to plant wheat this fall um, in prevent plant ground, you're fine because the wheat is a 2020 crop. It's not going to be harvested in 2019. So if you plant wheat or plant fall seeded alfalfa, nothing that's going to be harvested this year, you're fine. Now, if you planted anything, you, that means you didn't um, claim prevent plants, so this payment doesn't apply. What ha- in order to get this payment, you had to be eligible for a prevent plant payment through your crop insurance policy. It means you left the dirt black, you didn't roll a planter through it at any time, um, you received some type of indemnity from your crop insurance policy already this year, still, unfortunately, in a couple of cases, still waiting for it. It's been a, it's been a bad year. There's been a lot of prevent plant claims. Um, so not everything's been paid yet, but this payment will be attached to the payment that you already received, essentially. And we've got a couple different levels as far as uh, this new round is concerned, Lucas. How did they break that out? What's the differentiating factors there? Yeah, so the the how I've seen it written, and you know, you always have to bear with me that we found out this year that the rules change every day. So as I'm sitting here today, what I what I've read or what I know is that if you have a regular crop insurance policy, what's called a yield yield protection, and not too many people do. There's still some out there. There's not a lot of them, but they do exist. You'll get 10% of whatever the payment was you received earlier in the year per acre. So if you got 200 bucks, take. Um, 10% of that, which would be 20, my math's right, 20 bucks an acre. Um, that's what you would receive uh, for the acres that prevent planted. If you have a revenue policy or a buyout policy, which most people have, then you're going to get 15%. Mm-hmm. So most of the policies in Wisconsin, not all, but most, most guys carry a revenue protection policy. It's going to be 15% of whatever, um, whatever payment you received. And the other thing that we want to make sure they're clear on is uh, you talk to your crop insurance provider this time around. Don't worry about bothering FSA. 
Yeah, so that's going to be a big change. Um, we're getting information uh, daily. So what happened with, with this payment, you know, a lot of these payments, the MFP payments and other things that have come out have always been administered to the Farm Service Agency. In this case, the payments are being based on the prevent plant um, indemnities that were already paid. And so the insurance companies are going to be administering these payments. So based on what insurance company your policy is with, we'll kind of um, decipher how the payment comes. If you sign up for an ACH or a direct deposit, it will probably come that way. If the check is mailed directly to you, it'll come that way. If the checks typically go through the agent and then to you, that's how the checks will come. So, um, you know, computer rights with a number of different agencies, we've heard from almost all of them. Um, it, it's kind of a mixed bag. So the if you want to call your crop insurance agent, they'll, they'll kind of direct you on how that payment's going to come. Your next question might be when it's going to come. That I do not know. Um, they're Like I said, they're setting this as we speak. The rules are how it's going to be administered are getting set every day. So as soon as we know something, we'll try to put something on when we think the checks will start to be right. administered. Right. And the other question, because this has gotten to be frustrating as well, are we going to get it all at once? It's not this straggle-out approach like MFP, is it? I haven't heard that. Um, it's a good question. It's a fair question. I have not heard that. I wouldn't think that they... I wouldn't think that the government would want to stretch this one out because now they are kind of going through the insurance companies. Mm -hmm. Um, So I wouldn't think they would want to stretch it out. I'm not sure that the insurance companies would want to sign up for something like that. So I I do think my best guess as we're sitting here today, it will be a one-shot payment. You made made an interesting point about how Compere works with a lot of different underwriters. Do I need to pull out my paperwork and double-check my underwriters? I see that they kind of made point that they're working with 14 different uh, crop insurance underwriters across the countryside what if mine's not on that list um so 14 that should cover them all i would say for the most part um in wisconsin they're probably covered and they're going to sign up um i do see one of our aip partners has not yet decided as i look at my notes now Mm -hmm. um but just you don't have to know who it is. I would say just call your agent, Make sure. and they'll know they'll know off the top of their head who it is and how the payment's going to come All or right. how they think it's going to come. Right, right. Well, hopefully this is news you're looking forward to. And uh, like Lucas said, make sure you're getting in touch with your crop insurance provider this time around. They're calling them top up payments, a little extra money on those prevent plant acres that you didn't get anything done with in the growing season of 2019. Like you said, it's an evolving story. If you want to know more, you can talk. To your crop insurance provider, of course, Lucas Conmey at Compure Financial. He is keeping abreast of all the changes as well. And we've got more for you on a Monday morning. Stick around. Are you fairly fit but would love a little edge up? Are you entering middle age with a slowing metabolism and weak core? MSculpt may be your answer. A skincare minute with skincare expert Michelle Neeson. Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie is proud to be one of the first clinics in the area to offer this new muscle-building technology called MSculpt. It's approved for building and toning abs, arms, butt, thighs, and calves. MSculpt works. One 30-minute treatment can be equivalent to 20,000 crunches or 20,000 squats. It's safe, effective, and painless with virtually no downtime. Sound too good to be true? Visit Rejuvenation Clinic of Sauk Prairie to learn more. Let your natural beauty shine through. View our specials at rejuvenationclinicofsaukprairie.com. What do you think? We're going to have rain? We're going to have snow? We're going to have decent ground for the fall harvest. 
Whatever you're going to face, be ready for it. Fabulous Farm Bay Pam Yankee here from my buddies at McFarland, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. Real easy to find. And I'll tell you what, when you make your way into McFarland's where everything's all under one roof, if you're looking for assistance when it comes to the harvest, walk straight through the store back to the farm department. That's where the boys will be able to help you out. Whether it's a part that you need to make sure something's going to run smoothly or you're looking at new or used farm equipment, they're there to help you out. Remember, they specialize in the Agco product lines. They've got Massey's. They've got Kubota's. Whatever you're looking at, the staff at McFarland's can help you out. And remember, the farm department specifically has years of service. So whether it's new or used, tractors, combines, or short-line equipment, McFarland's is ready to help you all under one roof. Check it out. McFarland's, 780 Carolina Street in the heart of Sauk City, just off Highway 12. It's Josh Gramlin for the Midwest Farm Report. Thanks for tuning in. We are getting closer to 6 a.m. on a Monday morning, and I'm going to have a look at your opening market numbers in just a couple of minutes. But first, a story from our friend Michael Clements. Now, livestock producers should consider the benefits of a fall deworming program. Michael, you have more on that. When producers talk deworming, they often associate the practice with the springtime. However, veterinarians are challenging that thought as a fall deworming may be better for the animal and your bottom line. A twice-a-year program can help keep your cows clean of parasites and efficient through the winter. Dr. Mark Campbell, veterinary technical specialist at Bayer Animal Health, explains. Deworming cattle in the spring and the fall interrupts the life cycle of the parasite and helps animals remain healthy. In warmer climates, you may need to do it a third time because the parasite has longer period of time to complete its life cycle. In the fall, we're trying to clean these animals out. That way we're not feeding the parasite all winter. Instead, we're feeding the cow or the calf all winter instead because that's the most expensive time to feed an animal. Dr. Campbell says it's important to not neglect parasite control as skipping out on deworming can be costly. If you neglect the parasite control, it's not a good deal. Because specifically dewormers, it's been shown that it could cost you $190 a head in economic loss over the lifetime of the animals because it affects reproduction, it affects growth, it also affects milk production in cows. He says talk to your veterinarian to discuss what the right deworming program may be for your herd. Producers should always talk to their veterinarian or their animal health provider to determine the best practices for their operation. Many of them do suggest cydectin, which is available in two convenient forms, a pour-on and an injectable form. Cydectin is a great product to use, especially the pour-on, because it has lots of benefits. It's got a zero meat and milk withdrawal period. It's dung beetle friendly and weatherproof all at the same time, so it's very convenient to use. Again, learn more about fall deworming and what options work best for you by talking with your veterinarian and at BayerLivestock.com. Michael Clements reporting. Thank you very much for that, Michael. Very, very interesting stuff right there. It's Josh Scramlin, and we're going to take a look at your opening market numbers. Right now, cash corn is at 372 and a quarter. That's up three quarters of a cent. New crop corn also up three quarters of a penny at 384 and a half. Cash beans are up three cents at 886. New crop beans are at nine and a half. That's up three cents as well. Cash wheat up a quarter of a penny at 487 and a half. And new crop wheat is up three quarters of a cent at 494 and a half. Switching gears to dairy, right now butter is at 214 and three quarters. That is unchanged. Black cheddar up five and a quarter at 195 and a half. Cheddar barrel up four and a quarter at 165 and a half. And as for those milk prices, right now October milk is sitting at 1814. That's down a penny. And November milk is up a penny at 1815. 
And continuing with some commodity news, much of Washington, D.C. is consumed with questions about Ukraine and the impeachment inquiry. However, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell publicly scolded Democrats' handling of the U.S.-Mexico-Canada trade agreement. Politico says McConnell wants House Democrats to pass the North American trade agreement, noting that, quote, the time for excuses is over. Speaking on the Senate floor, McConnell said Democrats' continued objections to the new PAC are nothing more than heel-dragging. He says the delay is because of the House impeachment inquiry and related investigations. Canada, Mexico, and millions of Americans are waiting for Speaker Pelosi to remember that serving the public interest requires more than just picking fights with the president, McConnell says. His comments come after House Democrats pledged last week that the newly launched impeachment inquiry will not affect their ability to work with the administration to negotiate changes in four key areas of the agreement with our North American trade partners. Those areas include labor, the environment, access to medicines, and enforcement. As always, make sure to visit our website. That is Midwest farmreport.com and make sure to like our facebook page we are the fabulous farm babe on facebook for the midwest farm report i'm josh scramlin this is the farm report with pam yonke It's 3 a.m. Your home is freezing. No, it's not your furnace. It's your empty propane tank that your provider forgot to fill. Don't let this become your reality. Contact the propane experts at Insight FS. Ask them about their tank monitoring program that gives you 24-7 access to your tank levels. Insight FS also offers convenient contracting or budget billing programs. Don't get left in the cold. Let Insight FS bring the heat. Visit InsightFS.com for a propane expert near you. You need corn hybrids with genetics and traits bred and tested in local conditions. I'm Shannon Latham. That's what you get from family-owned, proudly independent Latham High Tech Seeds. Numbers developed for your fields. New Star 4795 VT Double Pro Rib features great disease tolerance. Five-time first test winner 5245 VT Double Pro Rib is a Goss Boss. And 5739 Smart Stacks Rib is a widely adapted Gladiator Hybrid. Pick the best field-by-field at LathamSeeds.com or call 877-GO-LATHAM. The fabulous farm babe Pam Yonke wants to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. Go online now to fabulousfarmbabe.net. Check out those adorable baby bibs and sign up to, to get yours the absolutely season. free. The Wisconsin thanks Football to the wonderful folks Thursday nights from five to six. Supplies are extremely limited, Club, so don't zone. delay. Log on now, fabulousfarmbabe.net. Here's a chance to turn your baby into a fabulous farm baby. The gypsy moth is a type of insect that has been bugging Wisconsin for over 20 years. Okay, I will spare every one of the insect jokes. But in all seriousness, the gypsy moth infestation is an issue that has become more and more manageable throughout the years. In fact, the population got to such a manageable level, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources suspended its once high-profile program to stop the gypsy moth. Hi there, I'm Josh Scramlin with the Midwest Farm Report. And just because the Department of Natural Resources stopped their program doesn't mean that nothing's being done about the gypsy moths at all. Spraying treatments, they're very, very small in Wisconsin. They're really more appropriately handled at a very local level, which is great. That's exactly how you want it to work. On the phone is Andrea Distorrance. She is the Invasive Forest Insect Program Coordinator with the Wisconsin DNR. And she gives us an expert update on just how the fight against gypsy moths is going. In Wisconsin, things have worked out rather well. We've got a handle on it. We can help with handling it, but you know we don't need to have a statewide 
program for suppression as we did back in 2004. With that being said, aerial sprayings are still going to be taking place in certain counties, including Dunn, Chippewa, Washburn, Douglas, and Burnett counties. So if you hear a sound like this super, super early in the morning, well, it's not a Soviet invasion. They're just spraying for gypsy moths. But as one invasive species threat comes to a close, another one opens up. And that threat? This morning, experts are warning more about the emerald ash borer. Emerald ash borer. The emerald ash borers. The emerald ash borer. The invasive bug targets ash trees. That's right, the emerald ash borer. Experts believe that the Asian beetle probably arrived in Wisconsin around 2004, and it went undetected for quite some time. It started near the Milwaukee River in Washington County, and for the last decade, it has continued to spread around the state. The DNR estimates that dying and dead ash trees now cover several thousand square miles of Wisconsin. Certainly, emerald ash borer is something that uh, people need to be taking action on their properties these days um, because it is present uh, over a pretty big area of the state. It's also not present in many areas, and we don't want to spread it around within the state as much as is possible. How exactly can you stop the spread of emerald ash borer throughout the state? Andrea Torrance from the DNR explains. So if you have, say, you have your, your house in uh, southeast or southwest uh, Wisconsin and you've got a cabin up north or you're going to be visiting, don't bring firewood because there are a number of pests and diseases in the southern part of the state that are still pretty rare up north, and we want to keep it that way. So if you plan on doing any of this or this with wood and then throwing it in your truck and driving it off somewhere, you might want to rethink that. Firewood is one thing that we tell people. Don't move it around long distances because a lot of bad actors, pests and diseases can be spread in that material. Uh, Get it locally. There's firewood available all over the state. This awful, awful bug is a much bigger problem than Wisconsinites might think. 48 of Wisconsin's 72 counties have infested trees, and in March of 2018, state agriculture officials placed the entire state under quarantine, meaning that firewood can still move between Wisconsin counties, but limits have been put on moving certain wood products across state lines. Now, all legalities and science aside, it costs a lot of money to have trees removed that are affected by the ash borer. Plus, the trees look terrible. And I should know, my home state of Michigan is where the first ash borer in America was discovered all the way back in 2002. Just as we are coming off the heels of the statewide battle against the gypsy moth, the battle against the emerald ash borer takes the statewide stage. My time is running out on a Monday morning, but remember, you can always head to our website. That is MidwestFarmReport.com, and you can like us on Facebook. We are the Fabulous Farm Babe on Facebook. For the Midwest Farm Report, I'm Josh Scramlin. This is the Farm Report with Pam Yonke. So I am the proud owner of two little Sheltie dogs, and thank goodness I know my